0: You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 73. Today, I'm going to walk you through five different ways that you can supercharge your email list growth and just simply get you started brainstorming and thinking bigger when it comes to your email marketing strategy. Now, I'm so excited about this episode because I'm going to share some of the things that have been working for me as I've grown my email list to over 75,000 and beyond, and we are growing it every single day. Along with today's episode, I want to invite you into my training called What to Say, When to Say It, the How-To Guide to Email Lists. And you can jump on in if you want to learn more about why email marketing is so powerful or how to simply get started with the strategies in knowing what to say and when to say it. So you can dive on into that training at com. Again, that is list.com. Jump on into that training. It's about an hour of awesome content all about email list building and how I use it in my business to drive big profits. So without further ado, let's dive on into today's show, five ways to supercharge your email list. I am so excited you're with me today. You're listening to the gold digger podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop style business podcast for creative girl bosses so you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work, and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. This episode of the Gold Digger Podcast is sponsored by HoneyBook. Honeybook is the management software that I use to stay organized, manage invoices, get paid, and give every client an elevated, unforgettable experience. Honeybook is offering 20% off exclusively for Gold Digger listeners. Just go to honeybook.com slash Gold Digger to get started and get your life back today. Hey, Gold Diggers, it's your host, Jenna Kutcher, and since I usually start every single episode saying I am so excited to talk to you today... Today, I'm really pumped up because we're going to talk about something that is one of my favorite subjects. It's a little dorky, maybe a little geeky, but we are going to talk all about email lists today. Now, if you haven't listened to episode number 12 yet, the crazy power of email marketing, I would love for you to hit pause on this one and jump back to that episode where I share a ton of awesome insight all about email marketing and why I recommend it as part of your marketing strategy. But today, I want to dive a little bit deeper and talk about five different ways that you can supercharge your email list growth. Now, back in episode 12, we talked about why I love email marketing, how to get started, why it's super important to have it as part of your marketing strategy, and what it has done for my business, but I figured maybe we should do a little refresher. Maybe you listened to that episode, you started an email list, and maybe it took off, or maybe it hasn't really grown, or you're not quite sure what to do with it now that you have a few subscribers, and so in this episode... I want to dive a little deeper into ways that you can strategically supercharge your email list growth, and I want to really walk you through some of the strategies that I'm using in my business that have been working very, very well, so... A lot of times, people, when they hear about email marketing, they just write it off right away. I know I was one of those people. Like My hand is in the air because I thought that it just sounded super complicated. It sounded really spammy, and it sounded like something that just wouldn't serve my authentic marketing strategy. But if a new business owner or a dreamer, somebody who's just thinking about getting something started, approached me today and asked me where they should focus their attention, my answer would be twofold. It would be this... I would tell you to grow and focus on growing your social media following so you don't just have followers, but you have true fans. And then I would focus on converting those true fans from your accounts onto an email list where you can show up and serve them long before you ever have something to sell. Now, email marketing, it's the number one way I drive profits in my business without a doubt. And I have an email list of over 75,000 subscribers and it's constantly growing, Every single day. I seriously see the benefits of it every single week within my business. And today is just a really good chance to walk you through five different ways that you can really supercharge and just turbo boost your email list. And I want to break down some of the strategies that we are using currently in my business to amp up the growth and to nail down the consistency of how we are showing up in inboxes across the world. Now, I told this story back in episode 12, but I think that we should tell it again because email list building was never part of my strategy. I remember a few years ago, I got on a free coaching call with another entrepreneur and he asked me, he said, Jenna, how big is your list? And I was like, what list? Like my to-do list? It's super long. Thanks for asking. But he was talking about an email list and I... Didn't even have one. I didn't see the value in it. I didn't really understand it. I was so busy focusing on Facebook and Instagram and all those other things that I never even thought about an email list. But the truth is, is that social media is merely rented platforms. So while we might have earned our followers or gotten them over time, we don't own them. They're not ours to keep. And a lot of times we're just trying to shout through the void. We're trying to reach people and make our voice heard on social media. And with the algorithms, it's getting harder than ever. Can I get an amen? Like it is hard to feel seen and heard on social media today. But the thing about email marketing is it's a way more intimate way to be in touch with people who have opted in. You're not just screaming out into the void and hoping that your message falls in the right laps. You're speaking specifically to people who have signed up, who have said, heck yes, I want more information or I want to learn more, or I'm interested in what you have to offer. And trust me, guys, I would way rather talk to those people than to shout into the void and hope that the right people are getting my message. And so when I think about email list building, while it might not sound as fun as growing your Instagram followers. I think it is doubly important, if not more than that. Think about it. Are you more likely to purchase something that landed in your inbox or are you more likely to click off of Instagram, click to a website, fill up a cart, put in your credit card information and purchase something there? I mean, when we're in our email, we're like, give me any excuse to get out of my inbox, right? (laughs) And so email list building is just something that has absolutely changed the way that I run my business. It's changed the way that I've communicated to different groups of people. It's changed the way that I've marketed. I put so much more focus on that area of my business because I know that it yields results. So let's dive on into the content for this week. I have gotten five ways that you can supercharge your email list growth, and if you're just getting started or you're like, today is the day where I'm finally going to start an email list, these are going to be awesome, awesome tips for you to put into practice right off the bat. So number one is very simple. And you know, coming from me, that this makes total sense. I want for you to make it a more personal experience. Now, it's easy to feel like email marketing is speaking to the masses, and in a way, it sort of is. But when you're collecting emails, you want to make sure that you grab the new subscriber's first name so that you can use it when you're reaching out, when you're sending them a weekly update or a newsletter or a promotion. It's also important to give your audience opt-ins a personality and one easy way to do this is to just simply include a photo of yourself you already know that i am a giant fan in creating the visual connection and sharing you so that people love you and not just what you do and so if you could include a photo on your opt-in box that can boost the amount of people who subscribe because they are far more likely to trust a human than just a company Now, a lot of times when we get started with an email list, we have very, very simple opt-in forms. And I always tell people, just keep it really simple and you can get it fancy later. And I heard that from Amy Porterfield. I love that line because so many times we just get so overwhelmed. We want it to look branded. We want it to match our fonts. We want it to look exactly aligned with our website. But the truth is, is that an opt-in form need not be fancy. It just has to convert people. So for Drew's business, we, never have gotten fancy. We've kept it as simple as possible. His opt-in forms literally have the title of what they are opting in for, a short description, and then we collect their first name and their email address, and that's it. Now, for me, I've gotten a little bit more complex over the years, and so we have multiple different lead pages where people can opt in And we always try to include some personal touch, whether it's a photo of me, a little blurb about what I do or what they're getting from me, a little reason of why this opt-in is going to really serve them in their lives where they're at. And so a lot of times when we look at email marketing, it can just feel really cold and concrete, but we want to make sure that we put a human experience behind it so that as people are exchanging their email address for whatever sort of offer you are offering them, they feel like it's a more personal connection and trust me when I say this, but we are so much more likely to trust a human than a company these days. And so if you're looking at your opt-in forms and they're just feeling a little clinical or a little cold, maybe it's time that you just make it a more personal experience. Now, when you collect those first names, then when you go to send out a campaign or a promotion, you can actually use that field and have it say like, Hey, Jenna, here's a new sale. We Yeah. Hey, Jenna, here's what we're up to this week. You can even use their first names in the subject line so that it feels far more personal than saying hello, everybody, and them knowing that you're reaching out to hundreds, if not thousands of other people at the same time. Now, number two is something that we get asked a lot of questions about, and it's about how to create the perfect offer. You have to give people a true reason to opt into your list, something that they're willing to trade their email address for. I don't know about you, but nowadays we are all on the prowl to avoid as much junk as possible, whether that's junk email, junk phone calls, junk mail in our mailboxes, and so in order to truly grow your email list, you have to make sure that you are offering an opt-in that is worthy of that exchange, that you're respecting the fact that somebody is saying, I'm giving you my email address, knowing that you will likely be in touch again, but this offer that you've put together is worth it. And I'm excited to see what is going to land in my inbox after I receive that. So a lot of times when people are thinking about what the perfect offer could look like, they get stumped. And I know for a fact that I made it way too complicated when I was first starting out. I wanted to have the perfect form, the perfect guide, the perfect everything. And I now looking back, am seeing how much I'd stunted my ability to grow. So instead of thinking about how can I make things perfect? I asked myself simple questions like, what do my followers need? What keeps them up at night? What is their biggest pain point? What is something that would make their lives easier or more enjoyable? How can you create an offer that your audience will be eager to take action on? Now, I want to share a few ideas that convert really well. You could share something like five steps to XYZ. If you have a product shop or some sort of digital shop, you could do a percentage off code for their first purchase. I know I opt in for a lot of those because I'm like, heck yes, I know I'm going to buy this anyway, so I might as well get 10, 15% off. You can create cheat sheets that help speed up a learning curve or free templates that people could put to use today. Now, for me in my business, we are constantly adding more opt-ins to see which ones people are jumping at. And then we'll look at the most popular ones and we'll continue to make more items that are aligned with them. So with each new opt-in, we are creating a new segment of our email list so that we can see who's grabbing what and be able to share offers with the right people based on their interests. So basically what that's saying is... If I were to create a free opt-in for an Instagram growth guide, we would create a new audience so that anyone that opted in for that form, we would know, okay, this list of people is really interested in growing their Instagram following. What other tools could we share with them that would make that process easier for them? Now, a lot of people get freaked out because segmenting your list sounds really scary. And to be honest, there is a learning curve when it comes to that. But if you can just create one new opt-in form for each offer, it's going to separate your audience into those segments so that you can see which one is the most popular, which one are people most interested in. We did this when Drew launched his business, The Kutcher Method. We made two opt-ins. One was one week of at-home workouts and one was... a grocery prep list so that people could prepare their food in a healthy way for the week. And we had both of those opt-ins running and we could see, okay, this food prep list is like killing it and the workouts, they're doing good, but I think people are more interested in the nutrition side. So what could our next opt-in be that would continue to help people that are looking for more nutrition help? And so if you can create those different campaigns or segments, it can really help you see this is what your audience is most interested in. And so when you start to think about number two, which is giving people a true reason to opt in, you want to test different things out. You might think you have like the best, most brilliant idea, but when you go to put it out into the world, it falls flat and then you become discouraged and you're like, well, this just isn't for me. But we are constantly, constantly testing different things out. Maybe it wasn't the actual offer, but it was the way you were presenting it. Maybe it was the terminology you were using to describe it. Maybe it was the fact that you just posted it once on Instagram and never again, and only 10 people saw that post. You have to give yourself grace in this process, but you also have to ask yourself, what is it that my audience needs and how can I give it to them in the easiest, most applicable way? Because I understand that they are giving me their email address and I want to respect that exchange and I want them to do so with pure and utter confidence. Now, number three is grow a following of people that are excited to take action and use powerful calls to actions to convert them from simple followers to easy and eager subscribers. It's not enough to put a pop up on your website and call it a day. Seriously, guys, like if that is your only opt-in strategy, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be a really slow process for you. It is important that you are showing up often in your followers feeds and serving them before you ask them to opt in. Pull your audience. Ask some questions post and say, Hey guys, what do you need help with? I'm working on some new content and I want to make sure I get this right for you. I do this all the time when it comes to the podcast. I want to make sure that every episode is serving you right where you're at and understanding that I'm serving thousands and thousands of people. But if I'm using topics that people are interested in, I know that I'm going to help make waves in the industry. Now, you want to learn how to share your expertise freely. And when I say freely, I mean non-monetarily and also just really be giving with your information. Guys, I record this podcast every single week of giving out free content because I do want to make impact. My biggest goal in this life is to make the biggest impact. And so the funny thing is, is that if you are just really trying to get people to take action, but you're not using any calls to action, people are never going to feel comfortable for that. When you're ready, invite people to opt in, understanding that maybe just a small percentage of your followers are going to respond to that call to action. But here's the thing. The ones that do, the ones that opt in, the ones that are excited about what you're putting out there, the ones that are responding to your questions and your polls, those are your people. You don't need to reach a mass amount of people. You just need to find the right ones. And so when you post a call to action and say only five people respond to that, those five people are the five people that you want to invest in, that you want to make them feel seen and heard and understood. So I have a goal. It's a very simple goal, and that's to have a simple call to action in every single post, whether you're asking your audience to like a post or comment or even to tag their friends in the comments below. But then when you have a new opportunity to opt in, ask them to follow the link to do so and explain the benefits in a way that makes it impossible to resist. Social media, it should be a major part of your strategy because it gives people time to know, like, and trust you beyond your offers so that when you extend that chance to go further with you, they will be eager to respond. Now, I teach a course, it's called the List to Launch Lab, and it's all about growing your email list so that when you do have a product or service to launch, people are excited and ready and you actually have an audience to launch to. But one of the biggest frustrations that people have is that they're saying, hey, I put out my new opt-in and three people opted in. Okay, well, how did you put it out there? Did you post it once on Facebook and that's it? You have to continue to share these in different ways, using different copy or words to describe it, using different images. You have to keep testing things out. We are still sharing opt-ins that I created years ago. Why? Because it's still awesome content. So whenever we go to create a new opt-in, we're like, hey, how can I create something that's going to last a long time, that the information is still going to be pertinent a month, a year from now, and how can we continue to share it with our audience so that as new people start following or as people's business goals change and evolve, we are still staying front and center with this free applicable content that they are going to be excited about. Now, when Drew started his social media account, one of the hardest things that he had was understanding this whole call to action thing. You know, we get so used to just putting up a photo and captioning it kind of like we used to do in scrapbooks with, here I am at the 4th of July watching the fireworks and we forget that we should have an invitation in every single post. And so Drew, when he started his Instagram account, Kicking It With Kutch, he would get a really nice post up with a good caption and then he'd say, well, how does this look? And I'm like, okay, well what action do you want people to take? He's like, I don't know, like, do they really need Need to take an action. And I'm like, yes, you want to have very small asks or small calls to action. Just saying like, comment below with your favorite summertime drink or what are you guys up to this weekend? Or tell me about the best book you read in the last month so that when the time comes that you're like, hey, I have a really big ask. I want you to sign up for my webinar or sign up for my email list or show up for this training or participate in this or opt in to get this percentage off. People are willing to take action. And if you can get people really comfortable and used to taking small action steps with you, when the time comes for those bigger asks, they are ready and willing to do so. So number four is run multiple opt-ins at once and share them weekly in new ways. When a person is launching an email list or trying to experience growth, a lot of times they're going to put that opt-in out into the world, share it once, and then leave it be. And then they'll move on to creating another opt-in and another one and another one. And all of a sudden, their life just becomes this content creation machine that they cannot get off of. But the goal for opt-ins is to create these freebies that are pertinent now and in the future, content that continue to live on and be shared. So, you should be sharing your opt ins in multiple places and pushing people to your different resources over and over and over again. So, a few places that you can share your opt ins are the headers and the footers of your website and blog, through pop ups on your site, in your Instagram posts, in your Facebook posts, through Facebook ads, on podcasts, to your email list, in your Instagram bio. On Pinterest, there are so many different places that you can be sharing your opt-ins and you can continue recycling the old ones. So you want to recycle your content over and over again so that you're consistently growing your list. And you can't just consider that posting it once is enough because you have to have a strategy in place so that you are constantly sharing and resharing so that more eyes are on it. Now, a lot of times we'll create a new opt-in and we're like so excited about it. We're fired up and we maybe share it for a week and we say like, go to the link in my profile to join. Or we put up a few different Facebook posts about it and then we move on to the next one. And the truth is, is that with today's algorithm and the way that our feeds are not chronological, a very small percentage of our followers are actually seeing our posts. And so, like I said at the beginning of this episode, if somebody were to ask me the two best ways to market. It, I would say grow your following and then convert them off of the social media platforms and into your email list. But you have to understand that if you're putting out really good content and creating really quality freebies, you're not going to be spamming your list if you're sharing it more than once. In fact, you'll probably be reaching people. And, you know, there's that old marketing adage, and I might get it wrong right now, but it says that, like, somebody needs to see something seven times before they take action. And so if you're only sharing that, opt-in once or twice, people might not be ready to take action. And so I have a few different things that I use that I'll share in just a few minutes about what we're doing, but we have multiple opt-ins running all the time and we try to share them weekly. So whether that's through Facebook posts or through our Facebook groups or on Instagram or in the bio. And so I want for you to really think about how you can create a system so that even if you're not creating new opt-ins every single week, you're at least sharing old ones so that you can continue to build your list in those intermediary areas of your business before you go to launch something or after a launch so that your email list isn't just stagnant. Now, number five is a really, really simple place to start. If you're like, this jargon is so over my head, I have no idea what she's talking about. Number five is for you. Just add an opt-in link to your email signature. Think about it. How many emails are you sending out every single day? (laughs) 10, 20, 30, 100, what would it look like if you had a very simple call to action in your email signature that invited people to opt in to get more exclusive content? If people are in touch with you via email already, they are likely going to be interested in getting more content from you. So have a super simple call to action in your email signature and test it out. Every email that you're hitting send on is a potential opportunity to gain another subscriber, to gain their trust, to convert them from a simple follower to a true fan. So by placing a hyperlinked call to action in your email signature, you have the ability to turn every recipient into a subscriber. Now, this is something that we just implemented in my business because we get hundreds of emails every single day. And I'm not lying, like hundreds. And so we added this call to action in our autoresponder as well as our regular signature Just saying, if you want more exclusive behind the scenes tips, tricks, and strategies, click here to get on my email list. And the truth is, is that if people are already reaching out to you via your contact form or finding your email address, they are likely going to be interested in taking more action with you. And what better way to do that than to join your email list? So easy, right? Like, how are we overlooking these things, guys? So I want to close this out and share the top three things that we have been doing in my business. Now, my email list continues to grow by thousands each month, and it's not just happening by chance. It's through a lot of sound strategy. I see the power of email marketing. I invest in it every single month, which we'll talk about in a minute. But I want you to understand that if you are looking at Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest and saying, this is the only way I'm marketing right now and it's not working anymore, it is time to grow your email list. It is so important that you are growing your email list. So important that I have put together a free training for you at growanemaillist.com. It is called What to Say, When to Say It. It's the how-to guide to email lists, And I want for you to understand that this is a free training so that you can understand how to actually grow your email list and how to learn how to communicate once people are on it. Because sometimes the growing part, like we all wrap our mind around that, but then we're like, well, now what? How do I serve them? What does that even look like? I don't have time to write an email every single week. So at com, you can learn what to say, when to say it, and it's my how-to guide for building an email list. It's an hour-long training. There's Q&A at the end, and it is an awesome training. If you're just contemplating this idea, you're not sure if you're ready to dive in or if you're ready to really up-level your email marketing game. So let's dive on into the top three things that I've been doing in my business. So number one is this, have an opt-in linked every single week, whether it's a content upgrade from the podcast, an old opt-in shared via Facebook, or a new one added to the link in my Instagram profile. They don't need to be perfect or complex to add value to people's lives. So I'm always looking at ways to get people to opt in and learn more so that we can serve them more specifically. So when we're creating podcast episodes, we're asking ourselves, well, what would be a really easy content upgrade that would give people value or shorten their learning curve or help them out as they're going through this content? So whether that's a one page PDF download, a cheat sheet, a guide for people, templates, we're always asking ourselves, okay, we're recording all of these episodes. We're putting so much time into creating awesome free content. What can we do that will help people out even more than that? And so we're looking at how can we create that extra free content? How can I share it in a way? And then what is something that I could tweak or change just to see if it converts better? So whether that's a lead page, a title, you know, different copy that we're using, different ways that we're sharing it. And I just always want to look at every single week, what am I doing this week to build my email list amongst the million other things that I'm doing? What is my goal this week in terms of growing my email list? Number two... As we run Facebook ads strategically to different opt-ins based on our bigger goals. So we're looking ahead and we're saying, what is coming up in our business? What are we excited about? And how can we get people on board and excited about it too? And in episode number 58, my Facebook ad strategist, we talk all about this. So if you haven't listened to episode 58, jump back to that one because it's really gonna help you see what our strategy is and how we are using Facebook Facebook ads with our opt-ins so that we can focus on those next level goals and those bigger business goals. And so we're looking ahead six to eight weeks about what's coming up next and how are we preparing and serving until we have something to sell. So we want to give people time to opt in to something that they're interested in, then to serve them for at least a month with free content, extra resources, different links to things that might be of help to them. And then we will run ads to convert people into subscribers to serve them before the launch. And we are constantly generating new leads and then developing different marketing funnels in order to serve them with additional content that's going to interest them before we ever, ever offer a pay. Paid product or service. And then number three, the last thing I'm doing right now in my business to help grow my email list is testing out new ideas using opt ins to see if my followers are interested or excited by them before we develop a product or a training around them. So when I get an idea that we want to maybe pursue or move forward with, which guys, I get a lot of ideas, we use an opt-in to test it out, to see what the response is, to see what the cost per conversion is with ads. And then we decide, okay, is this something that our audience is truly interested in, that they're excited about, that they're going to want more information on before we start developing? Because creating courses or freebies or cheat sheets, that can take a lot of time. And so we want to make sure that people are excited enough to take action around that. So those are the three big things I'm doing in my business so that we are growing my email list by thousands every single month. And then we're just really focusing on once they're on our list, how are they going to feel loved and encouraged and inspired and heard? And we want to make sure that we're giving people content that they're super excited about, that they engage with, that they're ready to open and be a part of. And so I have totally honed in on my strategy, and I'm hoping that today's episode is just really inspiring you to start thinking a little bit bigger when it comes to email marketing. So I'm quick going to run through the five ways before we sign off. So way number one is make it a more personal experience. Collect their first name, have your photo on the opt-in forms, tell them a little bit more about you and why they should trust you enough to trade their email address for it. Number two is you have to give people a true reason to opt in, something that they are excited about and willing to trade their email address for. So if you're struggling to think about what the perfect opt-in is, I would just say create, put it out there, see how it goes over and then keep creating and tweaking. It doesn't have to be perfect. Done is better than perfect, but start thinking about what your followers need. And if you need to pull your audience before you start creating. Number three is grow a following of people that are excited to take action and use powerful calls to actions to convert them from simple followers to eager subscribers. So make sure every single post that you're putting out there has a simple call to action so that when you get to those more complex or those bigger asks, people are ready and willing to take action with you and to move a step forward forward. Number four is run multiple opt-ins at once and figure out ways that you can share them weekly, whatever that looks like. If it's part of your social strategy, if it's part of your blog strategy, make sure that you are continually pumping out your opt-ins and sharing them over and over and over again so that you aren't constantly creating, but you're just getting creative in the way that you're sharing them. And then number five was just add an opt-in link to your email signature. How many emails are you sending out a day? What if you could take that and really convert people from simple emailers to people that are on your list and hearing from you weekly? So to sum it all up, I am a giant fan of email marketing and I wanted to dive a little bit deeper than we did in episode number 12, which was the crazy power of email marketing. I wanted to follow up to encourage you to keep moving forward with your email marketing strategy and to hear a few of the things that we are doing in my business every single week in order to continue growing our email list and serving our audience in really big ways. So I hope that this episode inspires you. It really gets you excited to take charge and to grow your email list and serve your audience in a really intimate and awesome way. And I really hope that you gold diggers out there are going to take some big action this week and to really create giant results within your business. So until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals and I will talk to you super soon. Thanks for listening to Gold Digger.